Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan, and today we have a rather quick follow-up for a story that we did just yesterday. Now, yesterday we covered a story about a company by the name of Dbrand that was in the business of selling shells and plates and skins for various of your electronic devices, including a set of plates to attach to your PlayStation 5, if you have one, that instead of coming in the white that Sony provides the PlayStation 5 with, instead come in black. They called these dark plates, dark plates. Now, if you've also been in virtual legality for a while, you know that immediately after the launch of the PlayStation 5, we covered a story about another company, PlateStation 5, now customize my plates, that got in trouble with Sony for doing the exact same thing. Now, we talked about why that was at the time, but it's important to go over exactly what Dark Plates, D-Brand, Customize My Plates, whomever is doing this, was working with when all of this happened. As we talked about yesterday, there is an ability for a manufacturer of an industrial good to go and get a patent for the design of that good. We call them industrial design patents. And as 35 USC 171 says... Whoever invents any new original and ornamental design for an article of manufacture may obtain a patent therefore. Now, in that video, we also talked about another concept here, which was that if you've got a patent that you've applied for from the date that it is published until the date that is actually issued, you can actually go and accrue damages from someone that is selling an identical copy of the thing that you have invented. What we skipped a little bit was the nature of publication of a design application, which I had assumed would be published as an international design application, but which does not appear to have been the case, which is why I think we can help understand what dbrand has been playing at this past 72 hours. Or, as folks flagged for me last night, dbrand says, dark plates are back, checkmate lawyers, and... I use that voice because this is effectively the way that this company elects to market and brand itself. As we discussed yesterday, this kind of combative oppositional stance appears to be a design of their own in order to engender interest, in order to engender fandom, and hopefully make a lot of money. If you go and you look at their Twitter, it would appear that that is in fact the case. 1.9 million followers don't just appear by themselves, so they appear to be very successful marketers. Now we're going to come back to this. One thing that you should note as this spins around here, and we're going to look at this a little bit more fulsomely, is that the checkmate, as dbrand says, is effectively a redesign of the initial offering of dark plates. So that redesign is exactly what we talked about yesterday, that the design itself, the swooping wings, the bat ears, I heard someone refer to them as, are what Sony has claimed an interest in through their design patent, And by changing that design, effectively, the patent or intellectual property system, depending on what jurisdiction you're in, is doing what it's supposed to be doing. Checkmate, maybe, but certainly you're doing exactly what Sony asked for, as we will see. Now, as I mentioned, with respect to publication, I wanted to talk about this really briefly because I had assumed that Sony would file an international design patent here. Uh, Up on your screen is a reference on the USPTO website To the Hague Agreement, says the Geneva Act of the Hague Agreement permits an applicant to file a single international design application to obtain protection in the Hague Agreement member jurisdictions, similar to how the Patent Cooperation Treaty enabled pursuit of protection for utility patent and trademark rights in their member jurisdictions. The United States joined the Hague Agreement on February 13th, 2015. So it's only pretty recently 
that this happened with respect to United States patents. And if you go through this, if you do an international application instead of just having a domestic application in the United States, it says you can use the Hague Agreement to ultimately get your international design patent published earlier. Or as this particular website says, one big change for US applicants is that international design patent applications are published six months after filing, whereas US design applications don't publish until grant, which is typically one to two years after filing. So the step that I skipped yesterday on a wrongful assumption, it would appear that we'll take a look at, is that Sony would file an international design application because they operate internationally. It doesn't appear that they did that. Had they done that, it says this early publication creates the opportunity for design applicants to obtain provisional rights, which were previously only available to utility patent applicants. So since Sony doesn't appear to have done that, or at least they haven't referenced it in any of their letters, any of the letters that we have read to dbrand or otherwise, it would appear that they filed kind of standard applications for design protection, whether it's in the US or Canada or Japan or elsewhere. And then some of the combativeness and oppositional tone that you get from dbrand makes a little bit more sense because before publishing that particular patent, you don't get any of those provisional rights. So Sony comes in with a letter a couple of months ago and says, look, you need to stop selling these things. You need to stop using our names and our marks. And my guess is that behind the scenes, what dbrand's lawyers said was, show us a patent and we'll stop selling them. Effectively the same as show me your warrant and I'll let you in my house. And I would guess that Sony said, okay, well, we'll do that. I think it's worth noting that dbrand kind of presenting as we talked about yesterday that Sony was on the edge of suing them is a little bit disingenuous because Sony clearly sent this months and months ago, didn't make a move to stop them since this letter was sent, probably was in communications with them. And then when they delivered their patent, as we will see, dbrand stopped selling things and understandably appears to have been designing a new version of their dark plate system behind the scenes. They're not idiots. They're good at marketing. They appear to be good at industrial manufacture themselves. They certainly have a lot of fans and appear to be selling a lot of plates to a lot of products. And they were probably working on this behind the scenes. Why do I say that? Well, because a lot of this doesn't happen overnight, even though they took the website down a few days ago. So what do I mean by what happened? Well, they have a nice little animation here to show how they changed the design. And you can see the original Sony PlayStation 5 on your screen right now. And then you can see primarily, the most obvious thing is, watch those bad ears at the top, they come back down. Or as they say, cutting corners, which again, they're good marketers on this kind of stuff. And you can see it at the bottom as well. They round off the edges instead of being very harsh, very sharp. They create a different profile for this. And when you're talking about a design patent, when you're talking about an industrial design protection. It's all aesthetic. It's all ornamental. Anything you do to change how it looks, profile, how it would appear to somebody else is going to be to your advantage in fighting some kind of lawsuit here. Now, I will say that dbrand is not my kind of company in terms of marketing, in terms of position. We talked about this when we looked at the Reddit thread yesterday. We'll talk about another Reddit post that dbrand put up late last night, but you can see here the kind of approach, the brashness and the oppositional combative nature that they use to try to sell their products. Checkmate lawyers, we talked about. Imagine this, 
You're a 15 trillion yen enterprise who just spent a small fortune designing their next generation gaming console. A privately held corporation run by robots makes it black. The world rejoices. You're livid. You vent your frustrations to a team of lawyers and they get to work. Now, under threat of litigation, those robots have to redesign their dark plates while also funding a legal defense. Needless to say, some corners were cut. You're welcome. And they continue throughout this kind of marketing piece. You'll see another big thing that they add is these giant vents on the side, all different in terms of form as well as function. So working again to get outside of any industrial design patent. Now they say avoiding lawsuit, dot, dot, dot. Thanks, Sony. And this is really the only reference you see in this marketing now to Sony itself. Do you have any idea how many lawyers we had to go through to find some that were willing to take on the dark plates case? We'll give you a hint. The answer lies at the bottom of Lake Ontario. Turns out our new lawyers can handle either the murder charges or the dark plates file, but not both. We may be in a maximum security prison by the end of the year, but at least your PlayStation 5 will have an indisputably original design. And that your is also doing a little bit of work on the marketing side. As we talked about yesterday, one of the things that Sony complains about here is their use of the trademarks, the PlayStation mark, the fact that on their internet site, it looked potentially like they were selling something that was endorsed by Sony to sell as an attachment to the PlayStation 5. Sony objects to those things, most predominantly objects to the sale of the faceplates on the whole. So you see again this kind of combativeness and it continues and continues and continues. And then they talk about the box, but the change in design is fundamentally what we talked about yesterday, that this made the most sense for getting out of these kinds of complaints from Sony. Sure, don't put the PlayStation logo directly on a skin that you attach to something that you are selling, 100%. But outside of that, outside of little changes, you don't see a reference to the micro design, right? The little circles and squares and triangles uh, that Sony also had to complain about. You can kind of see here in a zoom in that it doesn't appear to have that micro texture concept. So it looks a little bit more like a computer more than the PlayStation 5 as a direct copy. The only thing that kind of comes close is it doesn't appear that they fully changed this kind of Sony PlayStation 5 concept in terms of how you ask for these things. Sony PlayStation 5 disc edition, signature skins, etc., etc. So they decided that they could walk that line if they so chose. And I think they're probably right in doing that. But if we go back and we look at the letter, effectively, they were ordered to stop selling faceplates featuring the product configuration of Sony, and they appear to have done that, stop using the PlayStation marks, stop using the family of entities in their marketing. And it looks like for the most part, that's what they did. They did exactly what Sony asked for. They just made them issue the patent before they stopped selling their products. In all honesty, I think it's a pretty good piece of marketing. It's not my marketing. It doesn't convince me to buy from them. It makes me less likely to, but... I think it's good for what appears to be a market of people that are interested in these things. And certainly fighting the man or fighting Sony appears to have done them quite well. Now, here's that Reddit post I promised you. 10 hours ago, it says, as of recording of this video, dark plates are back, checkmate lawyers, fun weekend, huh? Turns out the headline, company dares Sony to sue, folds when threatened with lawsuit, sparked quite the dialogue. And again, marketing, marketing, marketing. We know because we analyzed the words that they actually said, they're not really hiding the ball so much here that Sony issued that letter months ago. Sony was not threatening to sue them clearly for months and months and months. They get the patent that they were looking for and then they stopped doing what they were doing, which was always apparently the plan. 
engender support, get the press coverage, threaten Sony, get Sony to issue the cease and desist, tell them you're not taking your stuff down until you get the patent, get more headlines, take it down, get more headlines, come back, get more headlines. And on all honesty, it's not a company for me, but I got to respect it. It's a plan that's worked out for them and with limited liability exposure on the back end. So first of all, they're objecting to the fact that they folded when threatened with a lawsuit and they didn't. And they say, this is not the reason Sony threatened us with a lawsuit to go ahead, sue us. This is the design patent. And they're objecting to the people that gave them legal advice. But of course, if you were in virtual reality yesterday, you know that that's exactly what I said. Now, I also said, you poke the bear, you get more eyes on you. One of the things that lawyers will tell you is, you know, you you go under the radar, you sell your thing, you don't be brash, you don't go and upset whoever the, the rights holder might be, and you probably have a little less trouble in your day-to-day life. But you might not come out with 1.9 million Twitter followers. So this was the play they elected to make. But this design patent reference is what they were waiting for. Now, fortunately, they included the applicant name here, which was enough for me to go on. I looked for this particular patent as it might've been published under different names. I had actually gotten as close as Sony Interactive Entertainment LLC, where Sony files a number of different documents, but it was actually Inc. that I was looking for. But fortunately with that, we can now see in the USPTO exactly what we wanted to find. And here, number 13, design 932553, cover for electronic device, gives us what we were looking for. United States design patent issued October 5th, 2021. And there's no indication of prior publishing of that. And so dbrand decided to make a statement and market itself on the premise that the design hadn't been registered yet. Now, it's also worth noting that the wheels of law move very, very slowly, right? You can actually see this was filed November 6th, 2020. And it's a little bit unclear why Sony waited as long as it did to file this design patent. Certainly there are folks in various gaming outlets and that make a living finding patents that Sony files and leaking them out to the press. But at the point in time when November 6, 2020 rolls around, everybody knows what the PlayStation 5 looks like. Uh, so it's unclear exactly what was the issue with the filing here. But suffice it to say, they file it about a week before the PlayStation 5 goes on sale. And it only issues just a little under a year from that date. Now, as we talked about, if they had wanted to protect this more, they could have pursued some kind of international avenue, get it published faster. And once it's published, they'd have those provisional rights that they would have to sue over to go get those royalty damages. And they probably didn't think it was sufficient enough to worry about. They send out the cease and desist letters to the various parties. Most just stop what they're doing or otherwise change substantially what they're offering. Dbrand decides not to. Sony looks at it and says, yeah, okay, that's too high risk, very little reward. We'll just wait for the patent to issue. We'll show it to them and they get six months of additional sales, whatever. Sony, big company, doesn't really care. But that appears to be what happened here. And as you can see in this particular filing, they covered everything that you would expect. Now, it's worth noting here that dbrand does continue to say some weird stuff that kind of strains their credibility, right? Before they say exactly what's happening here. They say, you can't sue someone over an alleged design infringement without a registered design patent. That's true-ish, although Sony tried to make a case that it was effectively a product configuration. Common law trademark, something along those lines. Their lawyers that dbrand didn't buy it. Don't really blame them. This is how these kinds of high-level negotiations and fights go. 
says Sony did not have a registered design patent for the PS5 side panels when we launched Dark Plates or for many, many months following the release, about 11 months after PlayStation 5 was released. We didn't think they'd ever get one. I highlighted in red because this strikes me as pretty close to a lie. You can't really identify it as a lie because it's an opinion in someone's head. But certainly you go and you look at the history of industrial design patents, as we discussed yesterday, and it certainly seemed likely that something like these swooping wings that don't do anything would get an ornamental design patent. And you can see the references cited in the patent documents include a whole lot of references from as early as it looks like 2001 on that are backstopping why this patent was issued in the way that it was. And so I don't know whether or not they're telling the truth that they didn't think they would get one. It seems pretty obvious that they would to me, but different lawyers are going to offer different opinions. Different clients are going to have different thoughts in their own head. So while it strikes me as a little bit incredible, literally, it can be something that they thought. So they say, we didn't think they'd ever get one. They did. They showed us the patent. The officer showed us the warrant and we said, okay, fine. So faced with a registered design patent, which according to Sony, alleges to cover the shape of the PS5 side panels. And you get this little passive aggression all over the place from everything that they they say. Yes, it definitely covers the side panels. There's no question about it. Now, these dotted lines aren't separately covered, so they didn't actually patent like the hook system here when they filed for this. But it certainly appears to cover the design panels. Or as the patent office says, the ornamental design for a cover for electronic device as shown and described. And so it does cover those side panels. And so they say they're faced with two options, spend millions fighting the legitimacy of the design patent claims for many years in court, and in my opinion, ultimately lose, or two, start fresh. Now, the interesting thing about this is, again, they're playing with time, all in the interest of marketing what happened here, because there's no question that that cease and desist letter comes in. And if they know if that patent is issued, they're going to need a new product. So they started fresh, sure, but they likely started fresh months and months and months ago. What you saw on Monday night is not something that just manifests itself overnight. So they say, without further ado, we'd like to introduce you to a brand new looking PlayStation 5 dark plate setup, which is effectively what Sony wanted. No PlayStation 5 references, no Sony logos, looks different from the shell as Sony sells it. That seems to check out. They say, while working through the redesign process over the past few months, we quickly realized that in order to make this thing any less of an abomination, we'd need to either overhaul the faceplates or make our own gaming console. And you get these weird slights, right? Presumably, if you're a customer of dark plates and you want to get these plates affixed to your PlayStation 5, then you like the PlayStation 5, you like Sony, you like the product that they made, some combination of those things. And yet dbrand has taken this stance that, Sony's the evil devil and you probably hate them and that's how we're going to market ourselves. It seems to be working in terms of brashness, but it's an odd stance to take. Usually, even in the after parts market, D-Brands yesterday brought up auto parts manufacturer. You have some kind of relationship with the original manufacturer that you're making aftermarket parts for because after all, you're making money if they're making money. They sell more Jeeps and you have Jeep parts, you make more money. Generally speaking, you don't have this kind of oppositional stance, but here we are. Then they say, by creating a brand new design, Dark Plates 2.0 successfully closes the loop on this dispute and neutralizes any further infringement claims from Sony. And I love this, right? They're very confident in the statements that they make. Again, brashness, opposition, combativeness. But a lawyer would never, ever, ever 
guarantee your position as one that will be upheld in a court of law or otherwise. I believe that their design changes are sufficient enough to survive close scrutiny, but I'm not the judge that would evaluate these things if Sony decided to make a lawsuit out of it. Remember, from yesterday's video, small changes don't actually get you out of design patent infringement. I think these are substantial enough. A reasonable mind could differ. And so neutralizes a little bit strong. Lawyers never guarantee anything, as you probably know. We use a lot of maybes because ultimately you're trying to adjudge what's going to be in someone else's head two, four, ten years from now. And that's just not possible. So they want to say, hey, look, it's legal. That's fine. That's their belief. But mm, gets a little close. And then you see in the rest of this Reddit post, they continue to kind of comment on the PlayStation 5. They say, hey, the original shell is a prison for suffocating your PS5. Let's take a look at the temperatures here. And it says, assuming you're as terrible with chart reading as you are with legal advice, I think I'm fairly good at both, but who knows. Here's the summary. The PS5's internal components run about five degrees cooler, nine if you're American, without any side panels. Spoiler alert, this is because the fans aren't getting enough air. And... Again, now you're going out in public in an oppositional stance and essentially going out there and telling folks that their PlayStation 5 is defective in some important way. And this is the kind of thing that draws the ire of giant multinational corporations. It's also a little bit untrue. There's no indication that at these higher temperatures, there's any problem with the functionality of the PlayStation 5. So getting enough air is going to be a question of how low do you want the temperature to go? Is there a difference in safety and function for your PlayStation 5 between 65 and 71 or 88 and 93? I can't answer that. Maybe an engineer can, but whether or not the PlayStation 5 is quote unquote getting enough air is something that the Sony engineers looked at. And now you have an outside company telling folks that the original design of the product isn't sufficient. Now, generally speaking, you can say whatever you want about competitors or other companies, but when you're in the midst of a gray area kind of intellectual property dispute, this is the kind of thing that, again, gets that eye of Sauron fixed on you. Uh, and they appear to like it. They appear to be selling plates and shells using this kind of concept, but I, it's not its not the kind of thing that I tend to like in marketing and communications materials. At this point, you may be thinking, wouldn't direct access to the fan result in dust accumulation? Newsflash, your PlayStation already has dust inside of it. It's not, it's not really an answer to the question, but fair enough. And they say, hey, we'll offer some mesh grills. So that's it, right? New shape, new vents, new dark plates. We go back to playing chess while these comments against us age like milk. Sure, but not so fast. We've got more. For better or worse, one thing we observed over the course of selling dark plates 1.0 was that some people seem to be oddly attached to their whiter than West Virginia color scheme. Don't worry, Billy Bob, we've got you covered. Now go get your, and I'm not saying that word on YouTube. You can't get me. You can see it on your screen. And again, combative. Here, combative to your prospective customers. Maybe people like this. Kind of a weird, angry rock star kind of thing. Lastly, to commemorate the legal gray area that we've happily left behind, God willing, we're also announcing retro gray dark plates, color match to a retro console, which shall remain nameless. It's perfect for those among you who miss the old Sony. And you see here, remain nameless, right? You see a more circumspect attachment to these kinds of things. They are trying to avoid using Sony's marks in a way that could attribute Sony sponsorship to what they're doing in a fashion that is what Sony asked for in their letter. 
Now, before we proceed on to the last place, I do want to have a little bit of breaking news here. As you saw, when we were looking at the patent office, we were looking at these various design patents and we did find another patent for the housing of the controller itself. See pictures of the controller. Good stuff, right? Sony, after having filed it on September 24th, 2020, was issued as of today, October 19th, 2021, a design patent for how the PlayStation 5 controller is actually housed. So uh, as of today, Sony has patent protection for both the wings, the shell of the PlayStation 5, and the housing for the PlayStation 5 controller, both of which you might see Sony uh, police out in the marketplace if there are third-party manufacturers that are going out with controllers that infringe on their design patent, or as we've seen, shells that are identical. It might be worth watching Customize My Plates, who, at least in the pictures that were shown, looked like they have a very similar shell to what the PlayStation 5 was originally sold with. They might have vents and things that we couldn't see in those pictures, but if you are walking that line, it does appear that Sony might well come after you. And as they say, after they get done pitching their light strips for PlayStation 5, is Sony still going to sue you? The answer, probably. The difference this time is that we've created an original design for which they have no basis to allege infringement. If they want to try, they'd better be ready to pay our legal fees. To that, I would have to say, one, I don't really think Sony is likely to sue dbrand with what they have shown yesterday night and today. They want to be seen as the rebel outlaws fighting the big corporation, but what they have done is effectively agreed to Sony's demands almost entirely. And now Sony says, you agreed to our demands. This is fine. We want folks to have customiz uh, customizations for their PlayStation 5 that they can attach to their console because the more folks that can enjoy their console, the more consoles we sell. But at the end of the day, if they decided to sue, I don't believe it would be frivolous. It wouldn't be a specious case. It would be a claim based on precedent that says our product configuration says us, our shell says us, and you didn't make enough changes. I believe that they did, but a reasonable mind could say, you're right, the vent is functional, doesn't change the ornamentation really, and just cutting down the corners isn't sufficient to distinguish what Sony was selling on its PlayStation 5, which means that if it's not frivolous, if it's not specious, if Sony just decides to drag him into court, I wouldn't view it as a very exceptional case. And as the U.S. Code says, the court may award reasonable attorney fees to the prevailing party when? Only in exceptional cases. So you get a lot of brashness, a lot of documentation, and essentially a lot of marketing for what amounts to a company acceding to Sony's demands that were legitimately granted by the patent office and the legal system. If you enjoyed this conversation about plates, dbrand, Sony, PlayStation 5, business and law through the lens of pop culture, please consider supporting the channel. We've got a Patreon to support us. We've got other ways to support the channel listed down below or just subscribing, telling your friends, hey, maybe making a Reddit post about it. Every single little bit helps. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.